Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by Rock Roberge. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar and get exclusive rewards at patreon.com slash run jump stomp. Episode 165 of Switchcraft is brought to you by OP Seat. Head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash OP Seat to directly support the show and get a fantastic gaming chair that can support you. I'm sitting in one right now. I am a big fan of these chairs. They got very good lumbar support and it really feels more like a car seat than it does a desk chair so again that's runjumpstomp.com slash op seat switchcraft is recorded live three times a week on tuesday thursday at 3 p.m u.s eastern and on saturday whenever i can get to it tune in live over at twitch.tv slash run jump stomp once you are there you will be greeted by awesome people uh people like bravd snow goes ham vaxer aerslia uh link 31254 mikey b playing res tv uh royal leo wolf nintendork 2012 uh res oh no i already said that um shubru super 80s tf wagner and of course the lurkers thank you guys for hanging out with me while i record the show um let's get to feedback real quick um if you want to email me you can do so at uh runjumpstomp at gmail.com and johnny p actually sent me an email they said hey rjs i will save you from shamelessly promoting your wife's uh, uh etsy shop all right well first off the reason he's writing in is because last episode I talked about my wife's Etsy shop a bunch at the end, and he is saying that he can do a better job than I can, and I agree with him. He totally can. Uh, he says, I am more than 100% satisfied. I have an awesome dock sock for months now, and I still love it. It is the best Switch accessory I own. P.S. I even had a slight customer quest. No problem. I just let them know what, what I wanted, and... They made it happen. So thanks again for the sock, Johnny P. So thank you very much, Johnny P. If you want to email me, like I said, runjumpstomp at gmail.com. If you want to tweet at me, that's at runjumpstomp. If you want to join our Discord, head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash Discord, or you can call and leave a voicemail at 260-RUN-JUMP. That's 260-786-5867. And, of course, come to the live stream, and uh, you can talk to us right there at twitch.tv slash run jump stomp well uh this is via reddit and somebody has posted that the switch is um it's not usb-c compliant uh so what that means is that the switch is overdrawing uh some usb power supplies uh, by like 300%, which is a really, really large number. And the reason for this, I, I, uh, let me rephrase. I think the reason why Nintendo decided to do this is because they want the Switch to be able to charge pretty quickly. And I've used it, and it really does charge pretty fast. 
Uh, but basically, the USB-C protocols and the Switch don't, quote-unquote, play nice with some third-party products. And some people are saying that this is the reason why some third-party docks have been bricking the Switch. Now, I have been using my... Um, portable charger for the switch um, I don't use it often but I haven't run any any issues with it but that makes me a little nervous you know the fact that it's not playing nice now one of the things that I did some research when I picked out my portable my my battery was that I wanted to make absolutely sure that it was something that would read it, it would say okay this is how much it's allowed to draw only give this much because some some devices will charge will pull more power than others and uh, if you have it pushing more power than the device can take that could cause problems to it and so some batteries will be smart about it and they will only push as much power as the device will actually use now one thing that I will say is that when charging my switch I believe I could be wrong but I believe I've always used the USB-C cable that came with my switch or that came with my battery. I didn't go to the store and buy like a cheap crappy one. Uh, so maybe that's why I haven't had any problems. But uh, Nintendo has actually commented on, some, uh, on why some third-party docks have been bricking systems. Uh, Nintendo says uh, they recommend that switch owners only buy officially licensed switch products unlicensed products and accessories do not undergo Nintendo's testing and evaluation process. They might not work at all with our game systems and they could have compatibility problems with certain games or systems. The Nintendo Switch itself and other licensed accessories and peripherals. Um, then Nyko, who is a third-party accessory maker, uh, they said Nyko is aware of the issue on the portable docking kit. They're the ones that actually make the ones that uh, the one that has been quote unquote bricking systems. Um, they said they are aware of the issue with the portable docking kit owners are facing after updating the firmware on their Nintendo Switch to 5.0. Uh, though further testing is still required to determine the exact root cause of the problem. We believe it is related to the way with which Switch handles AV output for an external TV slash monitor while the console is docked on the portable docking kit. So this this is what this means to me. I'm I'm guessing, and I'm not an engineer. I don't know anything about this stuff. But my guess, my gut reaction after reading that is that the reason why me charging my Switch with the... Uh, that battery, and I've not run into any issues, is because it's not doing anything with AV or audio video. It's only charging the switch. It's not trying to pass through that information at all anywhere. But this portable dock, now that is something that you hook into the TV and it acts as an HDMI pass-through so that the you use USB on the bottom of your switch and that both charges your switch as well as passes the um, the audio video back through and acts as a USB port. So perhaps there's something when it's doing all of those things, the switch just isn't set up to, or not the switch, but the, the portable dock just isn't set up to handle that the right way. And there's really no way for us to know until we get, <clears throat> excuse me, 
until we get more information uh, from either Nyko or Nintendo. Now, the fact that Nintendo has said our official comment is we recommend only use Nintendo stuff, we're not going to hear from Nintendo again on this um on this topic. I don't see this us hearing from them again. Uh, I'm sure that we'll hear from Nico again because they, they have a dog in this race. They need to get this, uh, uh, they need to get this fixed. Uh, otherwise it's going to hurt. I, I don't know if they're a publicly traded company, but it'll hurt their stock price. I'm sure. Um, it'll hurt their PR and people will be very wary of picking up, um, their items. And we don't know if it's their fault or Nintendo's fault. Uh, Nintendo certainly isn't going to tell anybody, uh, but for now, I would recommend you just be really wary and def- if you're going to use a portable charger, I mean, I don't know that I'm going to stop using my portable charger because I haven't run into any issues. But if you are on the fence, don't do what I do. You know, you got to listen to your own. I'm not responsible if you use a portable charger in your switch bricks, uh, especially since we don't have cloud saves. Nintendo, how about we get a comment about cloud saves? Am I right? Here's a quote from somebody at Square Enix. They said, at the moment, we are looking at the potential for taking some, one or two, of the games we released previously and actually bringing them to a Switch, to the Switch. Uh, It's really just a case of talking to the developers and finding out what they want to do. Not everybody wants to put time into that. There's a lot of cases where they've moved on to other projects and so on. So I think that for the games that we're releasing next, there are no new plans for Switch games. But what I can say is that I expect certainly one of the games released in 2017 to appear on the Switch before the end of this year for sure, and possibly more. We we're always sort of talking to developers and sort of seeing what they want to do. And if they think there's an opportunity there, is it something we can help with? So yeah, there's still some conversations going. All right, so fine. Um, Square Enix is talking about games that have come out in 2017, one of them coming to the Switch. And I'm not going to sit here and speculate about which one it's going to be. Uh, what I will say is this, is they, they make some pretty good points here, things that I never really thought of before. Uh, the fact that a developer has finished work on a game and now they're moved on to start working on something else, um, that would mean that they would have to take whatever project they're currently working on and put it on hold in order to go back and port something to the Switch that people are asking for. And yes, people are asking for it, and that's great. But at the same time, even though people are asking for it, doesn't mean necessarily that they will definitely buy it. Um, There have been many times where people have said, hey, bring X game to X system, and the developer does, and then it sells like crap because... People just want the opportunity to buy something, not necessarily to buy something. Uh, The other thing that I want to look at here is they're talking about games that were released previously and bringing them to the Switch. I I just hope that if they do, if, if Square is bringing some games to the Switch and some ports of games to the Switch, what I really hope is that they don't do things like what they've done with Chrono Trigger. Um, Chrono Trigger being ported to, to Steam, uh, a lot of people are giving Chrono Trigger really terrible reviews on Steam, and the reason for that 
is because it is a port of a mobile game to a computer platform. And I don't, I personally, me, me, this guy right here with the thumbs, I do not want to play a mobile game on my system. I want it to be like it was originally. Uh, a really good example of this is uh, where they did it right, I feel, is when they ported to the 3DS Final Fantasy 3, I believe. That was a great port. It really was a fantastic port bringing Final Fantasy uh, 3 to the uh, 3DS. Uh, and I had a lot of fun playing it on that system. It might have been 2D or just the Nintendo DS. I can't remember which. Um, but I think I think it would be good uh, to do something like that. But when they do something like where they like they've done this in the past, especially with Steam, where they take a, a game where a lot of people have a lot of uh, nostalgia for and it's been ported to the phone already and then they just do a sloppy port bringing it to whatever like steam uh, it, it in, invariably ticks people off and it makes people not interested in playing that and sure there are some people who buy it and yes square makes money off that but if they did it right it could be so much more money and you know, I look at Final Fantasy VI, the port for uh, Steam. That's terrible. It's really, really terrible. I, I, I watched somebody play it, and they took all of the gorgeous sprite work that they've done in the past, and they replaced it with this really, uh, it you know, quote unquote high res graphics. But they just don't look very good, and the old blocky graphics looked better, and um. I, I just hope that if if Square is bringing some old games that uh, have been released on other platforms to the Switch, I hope that they're doing it the right way and uh, not just giving us sloppy ports of mobile games. Well, if you were hoping that Dragon Quest XI was going to be coming to the Switch soon, I've got some very bad news for you. Uh, it is going to be arriving, quote-unquote, much later than the other versions. This is from Nintendo Life. Um, the quote here is that we are also developing the Switch version for Europe and North America. This is a statement from Square Enix. Uh, but development is expected to take a long time from a technological standpoint as well. So we still have a long way to go until its release. So that's this is um, the the Dragon Quest game that's supposed to be like super pretty. And every time I see footage of it on uh, like PS4 or anything like that, I'm like, man, that looks great. I can't wait to play that game. Uh, it looks, it sounds like Square is having problems uh, getting it to run correctly on the Switch. Uh, they go on to say that the 3DS version which in Japan was released alongside the PS4 uh, version um, last July, uh, they said that they're, they're not going to be bringing that to the West at all. They're not going to localize it. So you can't get that game over here. So if you want uh, Dragon Quest on a, a portable platform, you're going to have to wait for Dragon Quest Eleven to come to the Switch, and it's going to take a while before that happens. Uh, it sounds like 2019 at the earliest is what it says here. Uh, that's not great news, but you know what? I would rather them not rush it and do a good job uh, bringing the game over to the Switch uh, than to rush it and have it be kind of sloppy. Uh, for me, I just, I, I don't, I don't want it to come over unless it's great. 
All right, I've got three quick videos for you guys to watch. The first one is an interview with, and I, I wish I'd have written down this guy's name because I can't remember it off the top of my head. Uh, the the first one is a an interview with the guy in charge of Splatoon 2, uh, and he's talking about the Octo expansion and a bunch of other stuff about Splatoon, like why they design the characters the way they do and that kind of thing. It's a really interesting video. It's pretty short. Uh, make sure you click on the link in the show notes so you can check it out. Um, it really gets me more excited for the Octo expansion, which I still have to play the single player campaign of Splatoon 2. Um, so I probably won't get that right away, but uh, I am I, I'm glad that Nintendo are supporting Splatoon 2 the way that they are. I think they're doing a great job. Uh, the second video that I want you to check out or that you might want to check out is um, the trailer for lego the incredibles this is not something that i expected to see at all like i did not expect to see a uh incredibles lego game uh first off when i think of the lego games they tend to have like buckets and buckets of characters just characters as far as the eye can see i mean you look at lord of the rings um, that has a lot of characters in it. You look at Marvel, the Marvel games or the DC games, and they have a huge amount of characters to pull from. And when I look at the Incredibles, I'm like, all right, so they got the dad and the mom and the, the three kids. So there's five characters. They got Frozone, uh, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, uh, where's my super suit? That guy, um, maybe his wife. I mean, she was just a voice in the game. Uh, then you've got the guy that was played by, oh my gosh, I can't remember his name. He had the red hair syndrome, I think was his name. Uh, so then you got syndrome. So that's eight characters. And then probably the little lady that designed their suits. So it's nine characters. And that doesn't seem to me to be enough for a Lego game because Lego games are all about, uh, going through and un unlocking characters. Now, of course, I haven't seen Incredibles 2, so there could be a whole swath of characters in Incredibles 2, um, but there's not very much to go on with Incredibles 1, and that's why I didn't expect it. That doesn't mean it's not going to be good, because for me, I don't really care for Lego games, but I really am a fan of The Incredibles. I think that The Incredibles is a very, very funny, funny movie, and I expect The Incredibles 2 to be probably equally as funny i mean pixar does a good job there and so i i guarantee that this will sell very well uh it's a lego game kids love the lego games so it's a lot of adults love the lego games as well uh i used to love the lego games but i just kind of got burnt out on them um but the trailer looks really funny uh so there, it's just them building the, the 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 logo but overall i found the the trailer of the game to be pretty humorous so i'll have fun sitting and watching my son play it although i probably won't play it very much uh, the last video that i want to point out is actually one of my videos so a little a little shilling here um i am uh hoping that you guys will go and check out my review of penny punching princess for the nintendo switch it's not a full review because i haven't finished the game in fact i'm i'm not very far into the game uh, really, but it's just my initial impressions, what I think of the game so far. And, you know, if you don't want to go watch the video, I'll, I'll give you the, the quick and uh, dirty of it. Um, overall, I think that the game is fun. 
Uh, some of the controls can be a little bit frustrating. Uh, and let me describe the game real quick. Uh, it's a top-down brawler. Uh, where you beat up enemies and earn coins, and then you can use those coins to bribe the enemies to fight with you. Uh, basically, they disappear and become an ability that you can use. Uh, you can also bribe like traps and fire pits and things like that. And overall, it's a fun game. I will say this, I had more fun playing on it in handheld mode than I did on the TV with my Pro Controller. I felt like the controls were tighter that way. Um, but Penny Punching Princess, it's from NIS. It, this, and by the way, this is not an ad. It is a this is it was a review copy. Uh, overall, I think it's a pretty fun game, and I will be playing more of it. Uh, but make sure that you check out the video if you want the full uh, extended my my full extended thoughts on that. I can't believe I almost left this story out. There's two new uh, outfits in Super Mario Odyssey. One is the Satella View outfit, which is based off uh, this weird uh, thing that used satellite internet, basically, in order to allow you to download games to your Super Nintendo. And there was a commercial. If you go to runjumpstomp.com, uh, and go to the blog. You can see a video of the commercial right there. Uh, but in the commercial, Mario is wearing this cool astronaut suit. And then the other uh, outfit that you can get is basically a baseball uniform, uh, which is awesome. So uh, those those are now in the game, like fully in the game. I can't believe I almost forgot to talk about this. Okie dokie. And that is all the time that we have for today. If there's a story that I missed or a topic that you want discussed, please let me know at one of the ways that I mentioned earlier. Uh, if you are looking for ways to support the show, you can head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. All of the links there will help me make more content, but the best way you can do so is just share the show with a friend. If you enjoy it, hit that share button. Let your friends know that that this is a podcast that you listen to, and I will see you guys on... What is, what is today Thursday? I guess I'll see you guys on Saturday. Uh, special thanks to Tom Winter and Noteblock for the use of the music. I'm out of here. Bye-bye.